can't wait to see your podcast studio in the new place. Um, yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's that that part's up for discussion at the moment. Apparently, okay, all right. As long as it's part for discussion, I thought because it was. I had I had my office all set and ready to go, and apparently I'm too loud. So, it, oh, oh, it has to be moved. Like you have to put it in a different part. Sounds like it. Or maybe you transform the trailer into a studio. Kind of like uh, similar to what Adrian Sutherland has Adrian done. Adrian Sutherland did, yes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Who will be? A, he'll come on again as a. A third time guest because he's got a book that's uh, in the process of being written. Yes. So that will be that will be exciting. I'm looking forward to that. I want to ask you about. Are we officially in the pre-show? Welcome to the pre-show. Uh, <laughs> I want to. This is when our like our our radio voices come out. Um, the biggest rock star today. Your thoughts on on Harry Styles? I I hate how much I love his new album. Why? Like what? So why do you hate it? Why do you hate that? I don't, that you I don't it? hate it. I don't hate it. I'm just surprised. I'm very surprised how much I dig this new album. Track after track after track. So we we had a. Um, we had some family over, and uh, Minaz's cousin's niece came over, and she is like the biggest Harry Styles fan going. And uh, so I asked her, you know, what's your favorite song? And we're listening to As It Was, um, you know, the song of the summer this year. And she goes, Sign of the Times. And I go, I haven't, I haven't heard of that. And, you know, that was earlier in the afternoon. And later on, we're playing, you know, I'm asking people for uh, for requests and we're playing stuff on, on the smart speaker. And I play Sign of the Times by Prince, just randomly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and her mom is telling her, oh, you know, Prince, probably like my favorite all time, very talented. Um, and then the niece... Uh, she says, uh, Gia is her name. She goes, no, Harry Styles' version is better. It's a different song, same title. Greg, listen to this song. You will think he's covered it by someone else. Because it just, it's, I listen to that and I go, holy shit. I actually like this song. This is a really, really good song. So it is a cover of Prince or it's not? It's not a cover of Prince. It's not a cover by anyone, but when you listen to the song, and I think the first time I heard it, I heard a live version he might have done on BBC or something like that. And I go, he must be covering someone else because this sounds like a classic rock song. Hmm. And it's not. It's, it's written by him and his, his, his co-writers, and it's just a really, really good song. Um. And I think he's got, like I checked earlier, he's got maybe five or six songs that have over a billion streams on on Spotify. Just mind-blowing. I know Spotify is not the be-all and end-all, but, you know. Yeah. And I also, I also like, it's, it's, I, I really like his, 
the way he's presenting himself, his look, his yeah. attitude, his style. Like, you know, it's not my style, but like, it's like, it's a, his own style. Yeah. It's his own style, but yeah. it's very inclusive, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. very, it's very inclusive of all. I think we're starting to see a lot of music right now. I think you look at Lizzo and others, and it's just, you just be who you are. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So kudos to uh, to Harry Styles, yep. and uh, we hate that we love him so much. That's right, because uh, you're a, you're a new wave guy, and I'm a classic rock guy. I'm a new wave guy. <laughs> Thompson Twins, did you not go to Thompson Twins? I and did. orchestral so maneuvers in the dark. So okay, so we do. All right, and that's the pre-show. That is the pre-show. Jeez. Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. What is up, world? It is two-time world champion guest Paul Chin on the mic. Welcome to the music once again. Let's do it. How did you like our, our, our waiting room? Uh, didn't notice it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no on hold music. There's There's no no... On... Didn't hear any. Was I supposed to? I don't know. No clue. That's his, that's his job. Not Greg, mine. Greg hasn't paid the bills. So <laughs> I'm paying the music bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. How you doing, Paul? Everything's well. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, speaking of hold music, actually, I found out recently that, uh, some new music from the upcoming album is going to be hold music for Toronto 311. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. So if you call in, start, I think starting next month and you, uh, they, they give you the like little option to dial what genre you want to listen to. So if you select, was it pop and electronic or whatever? Uh, yeah, I got two songs in there that will be, you know, one of like the four options that they loop or whatever. Um, so just, you know, just a little timely tidbit right there. That's how how does that happen, Paul? Like, how do you get on honestly, someone's phone as whole music? <laughs> honestly, uh, couldn't tell you. There's, I mean, here's the thing to be, to be a, a, like not even a successful but like a really active uh independent artist you gotta go looking for all the weird the weird outlets because all the big stuff is crowded all the big stuff is crowded uh mm-hmm. i'm never going to be discovered on spotify by millions and millions of strangers you know what you know what i mean like that's well, very we'll talk very, about that we'll talk about yeah, that we're gonna, we're gonna go there Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Statistically, very unlikely, yes, not yes. impossible, but yeah. it's a it's a much harder thing. However, sure. if you just kind of you know dig around on various websites, the city of Toronto has a music department. I don't really know yeah. what they do. Um, if I like, which seems to me like they could be doing more, but uh, somewhere along the line, I got got a. Uh, added to some registry or some database of, you know, artists, music, musical artists living and working in Toronto. 
And then they reached out and were like, hey, uh, yeah, do you remember when you submitted, you know, this music? And I was like, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> what's happening? And they're like, hey, well, you know, it's been good news. It's been selected to be our hold music for this rotation of whatever. Um, so here's a here's a tiny little bit of money. And surprise, <laughs> City of Toronto has a lot of problems. You know what I mean? So there's going to be a lot of people listening to, there's going to be a lot of people listening to, listening to some, uh, some unreleased Paul Chin. Um, so, so, so when I'm calling into 911 to complain about one of the million houses in my neighborhood, cause I'm in East York that are being, you know, the bungalows being ripped and built up and then they do the styrofoam and they spray in my backyards covered, looks like snow. I'm going to be listening to you. Uh, you got to dial three one one. So that'll be like, oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll call, I'll call the complain about the builder and then yeah, call, about like that. call about that. If you got, yeah. uh, a dead raccoon on your block that nobody has scooped up, um, call for know, that. Yep. Call for that. If somebody has stolen your recycling bin, uh, call for that. You know, if there's a pothole that has gone unfilled for several years, call for that. That's, uh, that's if, you... if it's a Friday evening and you're lonely and you just want to talk to somebody. You know what? I don't think they can stop you from dialing for anything, really. So there you go. As long as yeah. you're content to wait on hold. Yeah. So it's going to happen. Well, you're going to wait on hold because it's Toronto 311. So it's just a <laughs> given for, for a period of time. But I was just thinking about it. This might actually be a way for you to increase your, as as Cream calls it, your spins on 311. Because what you could do is you could go around neighborhoods and just not, you don't have to steal them. Just move, just move, just move blue, blue bins around, you know, kind of thing. And, 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 and so people get confused. They call them 311. This is the uh, this is the viral gorilla pulse in marketing. Yeah, marketing. We're gonna go out and we're gonna cause trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna vandalize these streets. Um, and as long you know, we got a couple weeks before hopefully they vote John Tory out. Um, and so you know he's not gonna fix it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a. I think that's another podcast Greg and I wanted to do, but yeah. <laughs> It, it wasn't good for our health, I don't think. It's, I mean, it's it's wild out here. Toronto, Toronto mayoral, the Toronto mayoral race this year is truly unhinged. But, uh, yeah, you know what, just let's just get the dude out and then we'll start from there. Yeah, we just, we just need someone to, I don't know. I, I, I like, uh, I like, is it Jill or Gil? I, I like, I like his platform. Gil, Gil Penalosa. Yeah, yeah, I just heard about him. Uh, the that's the problem. Toronto, yeah, the that's Toronto, exactly that right. is the problem. The Toronto Star Vote Compass uh, said that between him and another guy whose name I can't remember, so therein also lies the problem. Um, those are my, those are the two candidates who best align with my my politics, my interests. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that really is that really is it. You know. Uh, yeah. Unme- unmemorable campaigns. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we get somebody who's, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's playbooks, Calgary, you know, uh, back, I don't know how many years ago now, 10 plus years ago, uh, got an unknown guy named, uh, Nahid Nenshi. Um, and there's a playbook that's waiting to be followed that, that he wrote, um, you know, on, on how to get an unknown. Yeah. Voted in because he brings excitement to the, to 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 that to the 
And I mean that's and I mean that's really what it is, right? Like this is this isn't even new or novel as a concept. You know, yeah. you want someone to like get you excited about the potential of the place that you live in, right? Yeah. I think that I think that Toronto has a very apathetic and let's say fair attitude toward politics in general, and rightfully so, because the last exciting thing we had was Rob Ford. Um, and so I, I don't blame anyone who's just sort of like, yeah, I just kind of want to like chill out business as usual. (laughs) I, I I don't really, I'm not really looking for excitement. I'm not really looking for, for adventure and thrills and chills. Cause you know, the last time that happened, we were the laughing stock of the world. Um, so, you know, in very, very typical fashion, people are just very content to twiddle their thumbs with you know that's just the way it is yeah yeah and that's the uh, welcome to the politics podcast with uh, paul chin <laughs> i mean we could we could link this in i mean let's let's talk about you know if we if we really want to make yeah. it relevant we can talk about how venues everywhere are closing nobody can afford to play shows no one can afford to book shows whatever you want to do we can go there it's it's all connected it's yeah. all connected <laughs> absolutely yeah. First off, Paul, congrats on your debut full length, full length album. And under heaven, we are all made of water. So congrats on that. Uh, Greg and I really want to dive into that and talk about how that came together. You've got some uh, really interesting guests uh, that are on uh, on that uh, that project as well. Uh, but I think we've got some questions leading up to that that we want to sort of get out of the way because we had you on was it last year in February I think uh to to chat um I know you were you were skateboarding or you were learning to skateboard uh yeah how's that happening in February uh (laughs) since we know what that looks like in Toronto um so maybe it was even before that maybe before that yeah, so skateboarding has been okay. Uh, right. Season kind of came to a close early for me because I uh, got COVID at the end of July. Oh. And so was down and resting for like two weeks. And then, you know, I, I had read that like one of the, I mean, nothing's really a guarantee. We don't really know anything. Uh, but one of the one of the sort of like recommendations for avoiding long COVID is uh-huh. uh, taking it easy for like six weeks after okay. uh, and not jumping right back into strenuous activity. Uh, so, so that was, that was kind of it. Six weeks after, you know, six weeks out from the beginning of August takes us right into the fall. So, um, and of course I've also just been busy uh, yeah. getting stuff together for the upcoming release. So nice. So yeah, I mean, I think about it literally every time I step outside, and I miss it. But unfortunately, uh, winter is a coming. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Now, Greg and I, we finally met you in person earlier this year at Elma Combo. Mm-hmm. I think that was I think that was my first show after the fifty seventh wave. I think of COVID. I think it was there something, something like that. Like that. Who's keeping track? Yeah, and we yeah. were like. To the mat, and you know, Greg looks at me creamy. If you're already, you forget about the mask. You're you're you've either got COVID or you're immune to it by now. So I said, screw it. But um, how was that? Was that your first live show after the start of the pandemic? Do you recall? 
Uh, no, I did do one. I did do one DJ night uh, on Halloween last year. Okay. Um, yeah. And then there was that in April, I believe. Yeah, it was okay, April. That was April at the okay. Alamo. Um, and then I did a couple dates on the road with Shad. Um, did a stop in Los Angeles in May. Um. Oh, back before that in January, I also did like a, a skate night over by the College Park rink. DJed, DJed oh, yeah. that. Uh-huh. Um. And yeah, that's, that's basically my touring history outside, (laughs) you know, since, (laughs) since whenever. Um, So when we last spoke, Paul, you were really digging the indoors. You were really enjoying doing the stuff with virtual concerts. And, uh, you know, I remember you saying that, you know, prior to the pandemic, you know, maybe people were just hanging out in a place and you happened to be playing. Um, but online, people were tuning in mm-hmm. to see you, to listen to you. How has it been, you know, since going back live? Are you are you enjoying it more now? I mean, so I'm like pretty much off the virtual stuff. One, because no one like everyone else is off the virtual stuff. People just weren't tuning in anymore. Um, and like, not to just specifically to me across the board. Yeah. Um, And there's always like people who are just online on Twitch, whatever, on wherever you are. Um, but largely speaking, people who, you know, I was kind of cultivating a fan base out of, they were just sort of like, you know, just kind of had streaming fatigue and I don't blame them. And so, after that, I was like, yeah, this is not really worth it. I did a couple paid, like, uh, streaming festivals or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, after, I think I did kind of one in, I want to say, like, September of last year. And after that one, I was just kind of like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm good. I think I'm good because now this is becoming more more like labor and more burdensome than is worth for the the like i don't know the payback you know what i mean like yeah yeah uh, i'm not gonna say who but it was sponsored by a bank and i promise you nobody is going to any of the banks looking for like what's hot where like (laughs) who's got hot tunes who's got you know big music and i and you know god bless them look banks you do a lot we're in a lot of trouble because of a lot of stuff they've historically done so the least you could do is you know sponsor some like cool cultural stuff but at the same time like you gotta know your lane nobody is coming to you to be like what's hot who's got who's got bangers (laughs) <laughs> so once I kind of like realized that I was like, well, you know what? I just because of the specific way that my brain is broken, I'm just going to go above and beyond and like really overwork myself to make sure that I do not put out a subpar, you know, virtual performance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then like one as I was like literally setting up and you know, transported gear to this venue that i was going to shoot at and everything and i was like all of this and it's going to be like nine people who who catch this on youtube um why and that was the moment where i was like all right i i think i think we're all officially ready to be back yeah in shows yeah. again 
Nice. Yeah. Like at, at every level, at sure. every level, we're all ready to kind of go back. Absolutely. So after we had you on back in 2021, and we'll, we'll get back, we'll get back to the current and the future, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, but after we got you back, after we had you mm-hmm. in, in 2021, um, you had a very positive run in with uh, the BTS family. Um, yeah, the Army. Yeah the, the, yeah, the BTS Army. Greg and I spoke about it actually on a pre show. Um, but yeah, we'd sure. love, like, how, how's the family? Are they still family? What, what, what's what? going on there? You know what? We're going to find out. We're, we're all going to find out. And I think that my, my prediction was that after, you know, a couple of weeks, even a couple of months after the initial boom of it all, people were going to get bored with me. People were going <laughs> to get kind of tired of me because here's the thing that you need to understand about BTS Army. Uh, it is one of the most diverse and also single-minded, I think, like artist fan bases that I have ever encountered. Yeah. Um, and I specifically, you know, had 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 a run-in, had an encounter, um, formed a relationship with the BTS Army on Twitter. Um, I, I have to imagine it's it's different on every platform. Probably some overlap, but sure. People work Twitter for BTS Army very differently than they work the other platforms. And so my initial suspicion was going to be, okay, because I am now, you know, the the darling, darling, like adopted child of people who only exist on Twitter to stand BTS, who their entire identities as far as their Twitter accounts and their activity and their usership and everything is purely for, you know, organizing and activism and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, coordination, coordinated support for BTS. Um, and I am not that I am an outlier to that. And I am within that. I'm not a participant of that. Uh, eventually most of these people are going to be like, this is not really anything here for us. This is extraneous to what we're here for. We, you know, some of them are like, you know, teens, 20 somethings or whatever, but it's a lot of like people's parents and grandparents and, and, you know, all across the whole demographic spectrum. Um, and a lot of them are like really not there for my like (laughs) spicy tweets about politics or, racism or the music industry or or literally just any of the other music that i like and i'm talking about when i'm on twitter um so my suspicion was yeah some of these people are gonna be like off of this soon enough and and i like got ahead of it and i wanted to like give people permission to be like hey look i know you all are like mobbing me right now because you know earnestly you're very grateful and being very gracious because I was in turn kind to you in a very, um, I guess public and vulnerable way. Um, but at the same time, I like want to recognize who you already were before I got to you and who I already am before you got to me. And so I just want to give you permission. Like if you're not feeling it, you're free to go. I hope you stay. 
but I it won't be hard feelings if you go. And sure enough, like a couple hundred people over the course of like it's been a little over a year now, a couple hundred people like have unfollowed, fallen off. You know, the they're not liking everything I tweet anymore. I'm yeah. not really tweeting about BTS like really all that much either. Um but there are a couple people who like you know, I like familiar faces, you know what I mean? Like I see the same handles mm-hmm. again and again, liking stuff, retweeting stuff. And so now that like, I literally just announced the first single today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know what? Let's, let's see who's still here. Uh, you know, cause like a year and a half ago, they were very, very eager to like boost my numbers, get my stuff up there in the way that they do for BTS. And yeah. that was very, kind and very gracious of them i'm very thankful um it's like real it like to this day there are lingering effects if you go on apple music and you look at my profile all my related artists are every single member of bts bts themselves and like two of their like known collaborators so i am functionally a k-pop artist as far as yeah (laughs) there you go um but yeah, we're going to see, we're going to see who's like really around now that I'm, cause they caught me at the end of rolling out full spectrum. And so now I'm like, cool. I'm at the top. I'm at the beginning. This stuff is new. This stuff is fresh. You haven't heard it. Uh, I haven't like come to your rescue in a year and a half or anything. I have, you know, let's see who is really now yeah. adding me to their, to their, uh, I don't know the, the proportions of their like Twitter yeah. activity and fandom. Cause yeah. I I don't know that there's another artist on the planet for whom the vast majority of their fan base is comprised of people whose entire online identities exist to be fans of someone else. And so do you, do you, is the intention to let that, I don't know if evolves the right word, but uh, to, to let it go organically and see what happens is there any way to activate it i i don't i don't know i don't know um so there's so i'm of two i'm of a couple minds on this but e- like everything i've considered kind of leads me to the same conclusion which is just like you know let go and let god um mm-hmm. because on one hand i one of the things i've learned is that the bts army while they're very kind and and normally very chill people who kind of keep to themselves they're also like fiercely kind of protective of their of their space of their community and so they can sniff you out if you are literally just using the hashtags to to you know get traffic or whatever they can totally sniff you out if you are being disingenuous and trying to use their their focused attention Mm -hmm. for selfish gains or whatever Mm -hmm. so i don't want to be exploitative in that way uh, and then there is the other thing of like, uh, you know, everything that, again, it's very, it's already weird enough that I, ex- like, again, their fandom of me exists as a, as like a subset of their fandom for BTS. Like they wouldn't have become fans of me for anything I've done if they weren't already fans of BTS. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are fans now and if they continue to be fans now, then God bless. That's great. And I hope that that means that, you know, they're just being my fans off in private or offline or, you know, on their other Twitter accounts or whatever, whatever that looks like for them. 
Um, I hope that they are actively like carving out room to really enjoy and and take in the art that I'm putting out rather than feeling like they're obligated in any sort of way. Um, and then the other thing that I've kind of been realizing as I get older or thinking about more is that I want to give myself more permission to really just be my own like rock star, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I've spent a number of years trying to like both be ex like both materially and demonstrably be excellent and better than everybody else, better than all my peers, better than anybody around me making better and better music every time. And then also like doing this weird thing of like, I'm not allowed to talk about it because the music will talk, speak for itself. And I no longer believe that latter part, like 0%, 0% do I believe that the music just speaks for itself because in, in this like music economy or climate or whatever, because everything else is, is way louder than the music. Um, and so to that end, I want to give myself more permission to just be like, no, 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 no. I'm the star of the show. I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not Luigi to be BTS's Mario. You know what I mean? Like I am the star of my own show and you don't have to be at my show. Like I, I will not force anybody to be here. You don't have to be here. If you don't like it, you can leave. That's fine. No hard feelings. I get it. I make weird stuff. That's not for everyone. But that said, if I am to believe that I am the star of my own show, then I actually have to contort myself in such a way Mm. that I like my primary acknowledgement is the stuff that I'm doing. And I'm, and I'm my, yes, my primary demographic is people who are here to see me or here to hear from me or here to like support me. Um, and whatever else you do on your own time, like God bless, that's fine. Um, But when we're interacting in this sort of like professional artist supporter capacity, we're only talking about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is there, that being said, if the music, if there's something to be said about having music that you love and knowing that it's just not going to be heard amongst all the noise, um, are you thinking of, I don't know, stunts or, or, or something to get your name or your, I don't know, your, yeah, your, your name and and, and your face out there besides just the music. Uh, constantly. Um, and really, realistically what that process looks like is a lot, me just kind of like striking a lot of things off the list because there's a lot of things that seem obvious and, Again, if I'm my own rock star, I can't be forced to do anything I don't want to do. Um, mm. So there is also like a lot of stuff of like figuring out how to carve my own path and do things my own way and do things in ways that I feel like are, you know, just like an economical use of my time yeah. um, and value, you know, a, just things that demonstrate that my time is valuable and is worth something and and results in meaningful results. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in ways that like kind of align with what I would like to see the industry or at least my small, small sliver of the industry start to look like. Um, 
Do you do you guys hear about the uh, the Doja Cat versus like like Paraguay thing like from like a few months ago? I'd have to ask my son. No, tell me. Yeah. So essentially, uh, Doja Cat was like beef, or not Doja Cat? The cunt, the entire country of Paraguay was like beefing with Doja Cat. Okay. Uh, because she had to cancel a festival appearance because there was a storm um, coming, and she wasn't the only person on this festival, of course, but. You know, she and, you know, she wasn't able to just like, oh, I'll play the next night or whatever, because she was on tour and she was off to the next country the next day or something. Um, But if I remember correctly, what happened was some other artist, some other like, you know, pop artist who was on that same festival, you know, got on IG Live, was like very sad about it. Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry to all my fans that, you know, we can't, you know be together and enjoy this. So I'm going to sing you some songs over Instagram live. And so all of these like Paraguayan, I hope it's Paraguayan. I'm not just slandering the <laughs> wrong country, but all of these like fans from this particular country of Doja, these fans of Doja cat, then and got upset that Doja cat didn't do the same thing. And then huh. they started like, you know, being like, oh, yeah, you're you don't love your fans. You don't care about these people, blah, 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 you know, uh, and it became this whole thing. They basically just started harassing her um, to the point where she was just like, yeah, whatever. I didn't sign up for this. I'm going to quit music. Um, and granted, I'm sure she's like walked that back. But at the same time, I was like, if she did quit music, I'd be so happy for her. I'd be hmm. so happy for her. And, you know, this is everything that like these these fans in air quotes would deserve. This is what they wrought. This is, you know, they, this is the bed that they've made and now they lie in it. Um, and hmm. the unfortunate reality is that when you kind of get to a certain. Uh, I don't know, echelon in your career. Um, it seems to me that you get that you have a harder and harder time of like communicating who you are and what you're about and what you it specifically with regard to your like artist supporter relationship. Um, And so if you don't set those boundaries early, if you don't kind of like define those things early and consistently, then you might find yourself, you know, an overnight runaway success or whatever never thinking about it because everything's going good. Mm. Um, but then the second you just neglect to do a thing that you're not obligated in any way to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like a country turns on you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got all these people uh, who've like never made a, never made anything good in their lives. Just being like, yeah, well, that's what she should. That's what she deserves. That's the price of fame. That's that's what you got. That's what you got to do if you want to like be a star of that level. If you want to have this many fans, or if you want to whatever, whatever, whatever. And I don't believe that for a second. Um, that's what you got to do if you want to be the type of artist who only exists to appease the every fleeting whim mm. of strangers. Uh, and I don't think that that's what most artists want i don't think that's what doja cat wants like doja cat is far too talented for that to be like a consideration like she's demonstrated too much talent too much ability too much like wherewithal and like you know like music and industry iq 
to simply just relegate her decisions to what some strangers on Instagram want for me right now. How do I, how do I predict that? You know what I mean? Um, and so if I was in her position and I was like, wow, this is just all that there is for me now because, because of where I am, because of like my, my stature in this game at this point, this is all there is for me now. And, and I don't really get a say in that. Then I would quit too. Thankfully she didn't. Um, and I think that, you know, it was such a like weird incident. I think most rational people could see that it was completely outrageous and and like unnecessary uh mm-hmm. for her to for her to have to deal with. But uh I mean I think I think about that a lot. I think about that incident like twice a week. Uh because mm-hmm. I'm like nowhere near Doja Cat's level. But like even in just like interpersonal relationships with people I just kind of know a little bit, you know, every now and again, just unprompted, I'll get like a weird, hey, you should really do this or you should blah, 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 blah. Or why aren't you doing X, Y and Z from somebody who like knows nothing about what I'm about, (laughs) nothing like has not is not here in in the studio with me is not making these songs with me is not spending every hour of every day contemplating the things I want to write about and the things I want to see my music do. Like they don't know who I am as an artist. They know a little bit about the products that I put into a marketplace and they apply their own or they imbue that with their own meaning or expectations. And that's fine. That's perfectly understandable, but don't put that on me. Hmm. Don't put that on me. So I, I think I try, I think of like at least 50% of my, my conscious efforts toward like how I am messaging and communicating with anybody about my music, whether it's fans, whether it's industry people, whether it's, you know, peers or whatever is some level of like expectation setting. Um, and and yeah, just making it clear that I'm like, look, I, I don't, I don't care. I don't need, you know, overnight runaway success. I don't need that. If the cost of it is something that I simply do not want to have to pay for the rest of my working life. Yeah. Mm. Greg, Greg was mm. going to ask you why mm. uh, you're not promoting Spotify on your website. So I'm just going to cross that question out because I think you've answered it. <laughs> in, uh, I mean, it's on my website. The link is there. I know there's 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 a band camp in an apple. Well, oh, I, you oh, might have little, to look hard enough. Oh, the little the little banners. Yeah, like weirdly enough, Spotify like actually depreciated their their little follow buttons. I used to have it on the site. Oh. And then they were just sort of like not enough people were using it, so we're going to break the links or whatever. So I was like, well, you know what? All right. <laughs> you don't pay me enough anyways. All right, whatever you want to do. Like it's it's just such a like te- it's it's like not even a spiteful thing. It's purely just like a technical yeah like weird like hitch that I encountered. Like one day it was just like I had it on the site and then it just wasn't working. And then I like dug into some developer docs and they're like, yeah, not enough people were using this, so we're gonna just sunset our like our little embeddable follow buttons. And I was like, seems weird, but okay. Interesting. All right. It's like it's like one day one day you're in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse, you don't have legs, and today you do. <laughs> some developers decided 
We should have legs in the metaverse. That was one no. of the big announcements yesterday. Anyway, really? Sorry, I digress. Yeah. yeah. There you go. This is what you spend big. your time doing, Greg, is listening it to is. metaverse yeah. announcements. All right. It is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
Paul, as I said, congrats on the full length album. We're gonna mm. let's let's talk about that. Um, earlier earlier today, I listened to uh, to your new single, uh, brand, "Brand New Moon," right? That's the one with uh, with Madison McFerrin. Um, great song. Uh, really, really like it. It's a um, really great song. Yeah, yeah so myself. <laughs> so this sort of relates to you know what you just talked about you know being your own person and uh, you know carving your own your your own path. Uh, you've got some really cool uh, collaborations uh, on this album. How how does this happen? Are you are you sliding into people's DMs? Are you connecting with Matt? Like, how, how does that happen, you know, that you're hooking up with Kid Koala, Madison McFerrin, and others? Yeah, with the exception of Manga St. Hilaire, who was, uh, you know, a mutual friend. We had a mutual friend who connected us. Okay. I asked him to. <laughs> um, you know, all of those, yeah, everyone else on the album, Kid Koala, Madison McFerrin, Goyama, those are all my friends. Those are all... Okay. Yeah, those are all personal friends of mine. Um very much keeping in the tradition of like texting people to ask them to save my album. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I knew from the onset that I wanted Madison and uh, Goyama on the album. I had like specific things that I'd already kind of set aside for them Mm -hmm. in demos. Uh, the track that you hear Madison on is actually not the first thing I sent to her. Um, okay. And I had that one earmarked for someone else who I couldn't get, but we won't talk about it this time. Okay. Maybe another time. Maybe okay. maybe it'll still happen. Maybe. All right. You might, you might talk about this person. Sure. Um, but yeah, then as things kind of like, I mean, the, I I gotta say this is my first, first run at like a full length project and for the most part everything sounds more or less the way that i had heard it in my head mm-hmm. uh, save for a few features that i couldn't get people were unavailable or like uh the budget wasn't there um and uh then there were a couple of things that like yeah like toward the end really started to take shape so like it wasn't until I want to say February or so that I, February, maybe March that I got, um, that I got, uh, uh, vocals from Madison or that I, yeah, that I got vocals from Madison and it wasn't till maybe November of last year that I like made the switch that I was like, okay, I'll have, I'll put Madison on this song. Okay. And then, yeah, Kid Koala was another late addition. I didn't get his cuts until I think May. Uh, was it May? Yeah, I guess it's gotta be. I, I feel like it was later. No, I, I might've gotten his afterward. Uh, most of the album was already done like mixing, and then that was the last outstanding track. So I might have actually gotten his in June. But yeah, that was another one that was just sort of out of the blue. I was like kind of struggling with that track. And I like have some cuts on there. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I 
this might just be because I just know my own like scratch style very, very well that everything seems obvious to me. Um, and so I was like, maybe I want what I need here is some like variants. Maybe it'd be kind of cool if I had someone kind of trading scratches with me. Very long shot. No way it'll happen. But let me text Eric and see if he'll if he will entertain this idea. I texted to him. I sent him the track. And like almost immediately, he's like, yeah, this is dope. Uh, let's try and do it. Let's try and get together and do it. And we tried to like actually get together in the studio together to kind yeah. of like record together just to get that energy. But we just weren't able to make it happen. Um, so then, yeah, he just like asked me just for a little bit more. Uh, like he asked me to send over just some like scratch samples or some other things that I had that might appear elsewhere on the album or whatever. And then he just kind of like put together his cuts from that stuff and sent it back to me. And I was like, great, great. That's it. Um, and, uh, yeah, like manga, I kind of figured out fairly early on that I wanted him to like have that track and kind of close it out. Um, and yeah, like he got stuff to me like earlier, like maybe the top of the year or something, or maybe, Mm -hmm even like closer toward the end of last year. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it, it was really interesting kind of hearing the final thing and hearing the ways in which it was different than what I had initially sort of like, you know, blueprinted out, uh, but like still how it kind of ended up having the same effect, the same intended effect. Uh, a few different people in a few different places than expected or planned. Um, but it was like, yeah, no, this is, this is the story I meant to tell. That's great. Um, it's, it's interesting. I just messaged Kareem to say that I wanted to ask you on this question or go with this question was uh, we're seeing now, if I'm thinking about it, it's a lot of Canadian acts, but we're seeing a lot of collaborations right now. And I'm, I'm wondering, is that because we're coming out of, the pandemic and people are excited to be together and, and write together. And, you know, I, I don't know if you're feeling the same thing. I just, I just, it just, I'm, not, on feeling, I'm not feeling the same thing at all. Mm-hmm. I like, oh, okay. had hard, I had a hard time like getting a couple features for this. Mm-hmm. I really okay. like, I really could not throw enough money at some people. Um, okay. And my experience, and I mean, I guess I was working on this a little while ago. Um, I've been done with this for, you know, most of the year at this point now, but yeah, my experience while I was working on it and trying to get some of these features and I have to be very like thoughtful about mine because I'm balancing like a budget and also just sort of like my, my intent. So this one, I specifically didn't want to kind of go the route of full spectrum, which ended up just being kind of a features project. Um, But I was like, yeah, I really want to have some some voices I really love in a few key places. And, you know, honestly, my my surmisal a little while ago was like, I think everyone is just ready to quit music. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like, mm-hmm. there were some people who were just like, uh, you know, everyone was kind of working on their own stuff, too. Um, but I think a lot of people were also just like really burnt out. And, um, and that makes sense to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who actually just closed down his studio, uh, like a couple months ago. Um, 
and he was just like, yeah, the the end of an era. Uh, I'm just not bringing it. I just don't have the clients that I used to have anymore because. Like a lot of solo projects like really took off during the pandemic, but all the bands broke up, like all the bands broke up and all the like things that were like people who work together, they just like broke up because they couldn't get together anymore. Mm. Um, everyone had like different priorities all of a sudden and, and, and priorities that couldn't align anymore. Um, and yeah, that was, and that was like a lot of what he did. Cause he had like, like a recording room floor and everything. Yeah. So it was like, people who want to come record together. That was like a big chunk of his business. Hmm. Um, so my experience was very different than I think this, this theory, but I, I hope people want to get together and make s- cool stuff together again. Cause I'm not done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, well, I'm there's also done. people like yourself, right? Paul, that, you know, you do stuff in your own room, mm-hmm. uh, in, in your own place. And, and, you know, there's no need to go to a, studio necessarily and you know you proved it with others where you could just exchange you know online files and you know use whatever technology you have on your computer to to stitch everything together and make it work i'm I'm very i'm really i'm really impressed with how technical you got there in describing what you just did was that good i just no no (laughs) No. you try in your room and your stuff and you take your time anyway sorry Paul, we're, we're, we're an old married couple. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you remember that from last time. We're just an old married couple. Anyway. Oh, we're like... Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it, yeah, that's that's true. And I mean, and I think everyone has just become more like that too, right? Like I had a head start on everybody, on a lot mm-hmm. of people for sure. But, you know, yeah. like the bedroom producer, the bedroom artist is like a tried and true tradition at this point. Um and I think everyone just kind of had an opportunity finally to just do that. Yeah. Um, because A, you didn't have really any other choice. And then also like all the things, all the ideas, all the YouTube tutorials and stuff that you'd watched over the years, time to put it into practice. Um, and that was way easier than like, you know, trying to get four other people on a text chain to like agree on what day you can get together and, you know. Yeah like write half a song or something. So. Yeah. Fair enough. You have a, a theme. Uh, you're right that you, there's, there's a theme to, to this album. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on brand new moon, there, there's a theme there. So when you're collaborating uh, with Madison, do you let her know this is, this is the story that I'm trying to tell. And do you tell the other musicians as well? Yeah, I I have come to approach Yeah, I've come to approach these sorts of projects as um almost like music supervision in a way or, you know, A&R okay. a soundtrack. Um so like if you know you're you're trying to write a song for, you know, most people don't know what they're writing songs for most of the time. Right. It's just like, you're sitting down to write, you see what comes to you. But if you're approached by someone who's like, we're making space jam three, we need songs for space jam three. Here are some of the themes of the movie or whatever. You're going to write songs about basketball or you're going to write songs about winning, or you're going to write songs about like teams or whatever. Right. Um, and so that's kind of where my head as a producer has kind of 
figured out that this is this is what I got to do. I got to I got to steer I got to steer the ship early. Um and cuz I'm the only one who knows what all the other songs sound like and what they're all supposed to be and where they're going to sit on the album. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like you know, I got on, you know, FaceTime with all these people and was just like, "Hey, let me play you some of this music. Let me tell you about what I've been thinking about. Let's just talk about, you know, what music we've been listening to. Let's talk about what I'm trying to do with this whole album and this is the and this song I'm about to send you this is the part this is going to be the part of the album where I want to talk about blank um so you know I'm talking to you because you're the best of the best and I trust you um to you know be a professional and be able to kind of like work with a brief uh, and sure enough you know they did so that's 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 really that's really kind of how that goes. Um yeah. Awesome. So what's what's next? Are are you so single came out today? Album comes out later this month. Single was announced today, comes out in 2 weeks. Album does not come out till February. Okay. Um but there's be another single that comes out before that. Where did I read end of October? I'm reading something. End of October oh, single. single. Okay. Pre-order the pre-order the single right now. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Pre-save for the single just launched today. Technically, the album hasn't even been announced yet. Um, <laughs> oh, sh- but well, you know. Paul, Paul. I mean, the this speed the speed that Greg <laughs> takes. Oh, come on! To to take this, it is October the twelfth, Paul. Now that you've said that, you've given permission to Greg to wait. That's fine. I, Greg, I can give you the, the No, date. don't don't tell him that. Like we want this we want this we want people to go on and start pre-saving stuff on on Bandcamp. Can they pre-save on Apple? I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All pre-save the, on Apple. All the big boys, Apple, Spotify, Tile, yeah. wherever you wherever you please. For sure. Um, yeah, why, why, yeah why, not? why not? It's all so, good. So, so why, why, why are you waiting till Feb? Um, because I got a lot of moving parts. I got a lot of moving parts that I got to deal with. I have um videos. I have one finished, one extremely unfinished. Another story for off mic. Um, oh, um, hot scoop. If you know, you know. Um, but most people won't know. Um, but yeah, so I, I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff rolling, and then I also just like December is kind of a no fly zone for most artists. So yeah. okay, uh, yeah, let's let's give it let's give it enough breathing room. Um, and the, you know, the more I can kind of stretch this out, the better I think. Because again, I'm I'm just one offering in a very 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 loud marketplace. Yeah. So kind of just trying to just strategize i'm like releasing stuff on wednesdays nobody's doing that so is there some pro tips wanted to ask you we've had this conversation with so many people um but especially with with you know dance music uh with with r&b pop you know there's there's the idea that you know the album is dead just you know, Probably th- is. I mean, throw out singles. Was was there always the idea that you wanted to make an album because you just had so much you wanted to say and do, 
Or did you just have a bunch of songs and all of a sudden, okay, we're all talking about very similar themes. Let's put it together in one project. No, this one was definitely like by the time it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to make something out of these ideas. There was, there was no other choice for it to be anything but an album. Yeah. Um, there was like the moment there were, I guess like, well, I guess the entire entirety of like, I guess maybe my adult life before where <laughs> I had all these disparate ideas and separate kind of things that I think about all the time. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh no, these are all just symptoms of the same thing. There's one, there's really one thing to talk about, um, which is that we treat each other terribly on this planet. And we mm. also treat the planet terribly. And it that's kind of the basis of all of like the world's ills, really and truly. We just don't take care of each other. Um and so then I was like, oh, sick. So every single one of these things that I have ideas about, those are all just angles to point to the same central idea. So now I can like actually just make all those songs all together, all at once. You happy with the, pro- with the, uh, the final yeah, it's product. the best thing I've ever made, and I'm gonna go okay. on record as saying it's the best thing anybody is making this year out of. What? Look at go. that! Very, very it, bold. There's a lot of. So here's what I'll say: There's a lot of talented artists here in Toronto. I really, really love yeah. so many people who make so much of the stuff that you know, kind of soundtracks and represents our city. Um, but there's a lot of people who are making stuff that a lot of other people could make. Huh. And there's nobody making anything that I make. That's the stuff that Greg likes him. And I have been to a few shows. Um, and Greg will just say, I've, I've heard this music before. Right. Yeah. Like he hasn't heard the band before, but he's heard yeah. that music before. The sound, the, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of times it's 20, 30, 40 years old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff that people are making and the influences are apparent. And I think that that is a good thing and that is a thing people should be doing. But the influences are apparent, but they have not really distilled a lot of those influences mm. into their own thing. Their own, yeah. Their they own, haven't they made it their really, own. Yeah. They haven't really used that influence to to inform their artistry, the thing that is theirs. Um, and... That's something that's another thing that I spend a lot of time like stressing about and 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 worrying about and thinking about and working on and trying to like optimize and fine tune. Um, And yeah, I'll say there's no body like, look, you can listen to my stuff and you can tell what I like, but I'm not making the stuff that I listen to. You know what I mean? I'm not making mm-hmm. the stuff that I listen to to inspire the song. I'm making something that points to that, but is its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I if there's anyone else in Toronto who's doing that, I'd love to meet them. I'd love to meet them. I think we could have a great time together, but I have a hard time finding people who really do that. There's a handful of people that I can like, list and name and you know what it's hard to work with them too because they're also very locked in and busy yeah yeah Yeah. they're also very very locked in and kind of like focused on their own stuff because you have to be 
Um, sure. Cause you're not following a roadmap. So, yeah. so to, to that end, I'm like, look, I have done that very, very hard thing and come out on the other side with a fantastic album. And for the reasons and the reasons only which I have described, I think it's the best. Good for you. Good Is there going to be a vinyl that you're going to release for this? God willing. Because you've just sold me on, on buying it now. God willing. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh I'm currently, you know, in the back and forth of the manufacturing process yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is, you know, a headache of its own, but um that's that's the plan. I mean, I've already put down the deposit, so there there better be. There better be one. <laughs> there better be at the end of this. Well, listen, I understand you're, you know, you're you're making some videos. Uh if ever you want Greg and I to be in a video, you just give <laughs> give us a shout. We're not we're not with with Actra or SoCan, so our, our fees are are negligible if if there is any. But just you know, good to know because this budget is gone. <laughs> that, that, that fits Greg for sure. There that you fits, go. That fits that fits Greg for sure. So, yeah. Paul, one of one of the questions I wanted to ask you, um, and I don't mean that I don't mean to take this down, but uh, you know, over the last month, I guess we've had two tribute shows. And uh, I think about back to March and your post um, about the passing of Taylor Hawkins and the Foo Fighters. And I just I was hoping you could just just spend a couple of minutes just talking about the influence of well, not necessarily the, I mean, the band, but also Taylor. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Foo Fighters. So Foo Fighters, for those who don't know, is my all time favorite band. Um I can't really explain it. I can't really explain why, but it just is a fact of life. <laughs> um, and I, I love their music. I, I fully know that, yes, obviously Foo Fighters is basically the Dave Grohl songwriting project <laughs> with his friends. Um, but at the same time, when I was first encountering them and discovering them, you know, I didn't really know the the depths of like the background of the band and who's writing the songs that that's not what i'm checking for i'm listening to this band and i'm observing and hearing and falling in love with a unit um and i'm watching them play and i'm watching like concerts and videos and all of this stuff and yeah it seems kind of unthinkable that there's now is there now anyway that there's now foo fighters missing taylor hawkins because mm -hmm. He's always such a, in, I mean, yeah, truly inseparable from the fabric of mm -hmm. what Foo Fighters has come to be, has come to mean to a lot of people, myself included. Um, and so, yeah, over the, like, I mean, I took like five days to get through the, 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 the Taylor Hawkins uh, tribute concert. It was like five hours long. Um, and I was like, I know I'm going to be absolutely destroyed if i'd like try to one shot this so i like would watch a couple performances like every few days and then be like all right let me mm. let me get back to get back to life but um yeah it's 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 beautiful and sad um to kind of see the impact of a man who loved music and loved artists so much um and when even when he wasn't like doing, you know, his like day job, he had like 
other jobs as a drummer or as a like, you know, front man or whatever. He just like had to be in it. And, um, and yeah, it's kind of rad to be like, yeah, that was his legacy. That was how he came into so many people's lives and improved their lives, um, by using his, you know, means and his love of music and bands and all of this other kind of, and touring and all this other kind of stuff and playing together. Um, yeah, just to really like give other people who he loved, uh, an opportunity to kind of like do this thing that they also loved as well. Yeah. And, and, and you can see that. And I, I haven't had a chance to watch the LA show, but the, the London show, you just saw his love of music mm-hmm. getting choked up here. Uh, you just saw his love of music come out in that. And I think I can't remember if it was Dave or somebody just said like, he would have loved this show. Like this would have been his ultimate show. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like truly such a cool thing to do. Um, to be like, and I guess it's kind of the thing you can only do if you're part of a band, right? And if the band remains, you know, mostly intact after losing one member, the other, the rest of the band can still kind of like do the thing, play the show that you would have, that, you know, this other member of the band would have loved to have gone to. Yeah. Um and that's yeah, that that in and of itself was like really special to watch. Um I mean I like make jokes all the time about like what I want to pl- like what I want people to play when I die. And my wife like actually like takes notes on everything and I don't know how long this document has become. Because <laughs> like she she actually takes everything down as if it's serious. Uh, so I don't know, and I'm not going to know cause I won't be there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I do think about that idea of like, yeah, people who give their lives to music. Um, and yeah, hopefully, you know, we can, we can all only hope that we have an opportunity in death to like be so, uh, to be so like, Loved and synonymous, loved and synonymous yeah. for yeah, synonymous. that. That 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 is the only way. The only yeah. way you know that makes any kind of sense to uh to send someone off um yeah. into the great beyond. Yeah. What is the one song, Paul? If that if that you could only choose one song. See, be- I I can't just choose Yeesh. one song, and that's why I I like. That's say- why you have a list. That's why there's a long list and that's why there's like a long, like a very, I don't know how she's going to afford to like put this production on. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff in there. I couldn't even do in life. (laughs) You know what I mean? Is there Um, a song that's on the list? uh, There's probably a lot. I honestly don't remember. I'm almost certain back that ass up is on there. Okay. Um, And I don't know why. Like it, it probably well, because they're backing your ass. Down. You know what? <laughs> and it's probably just because, like, you know, I hear that song and I'm like, this song is so incredible. I want to hear. I I want this to be played at my funeral. And she writes it down. Um, but I say that about a lot of songs because there's a lot of really great songs that are maybe not appropriate for a funeral. But <laughs> you know what? I won't be there, and she can blame it on me, and then yeah. be mad. There you go. Well, that's 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 being a rock star. Yeah, that's it. Right, that's it. That's being I, a rock star. Uh, 
that's that's it. I really want to, um, you know, live my like carve my own path as an artist. Yep. And I want to, and, and I guess I also like have to define what my own destination looks like. So that is true, Paul. Uh, anything else we want to talk about, Paul? That we haven't t- touched on yet. We've talked uh, politics. We've talked music. You know what? Uh, go pick up my go pick up all of my music. But also, when the time comes, um, buy my merch because I just got back from the states and I lugged back uh, about 150 pounds of like blank hoodies and and t shirts uh, from a specific manufacturer that I wanted to like print my new merch on. So please make the uh, the back pain worth it for me. Um, it won't be it won't be cheap i pro like i'm gonna get that out of the way right now it won't be cheap but it will last you the rest of your life the website is oyapalchin.com that is correct you can get music on there you can get merch on there uh links to wherever you like to stream music you'll find that there uh and remember to save um brand new moon uh, pre-order that and under heaven we are all made of water comes out 2023 yes so, see something to look forward to yeah which is which is something i think we all need yep you know paul this has been fun thank you so much for joining us today yeah thanks for having me um i'm i'm excited to be getting to talk to people about all of this stuff again uh because it's just been in my head for for like two years. Um, and I've been kind of like able to talk to, you know, people around me about it, but like have nothing to show. And, you know, you start to kind of like look a little crazy um, <laughs> when you're when everything you say has to be like followed with. But I promise, I promise. <laughs> just trust me. You'll yeah. see.